1: Well, we have an update. No, not on the document scandal. I mean, there might be one. Who knows? But it's kind of like the document scandal. Remember, with the document scandal with Joe Biden, there was one document. Oh, no, there were 10 documents. A small number. <laughs> A small number. By the way, you're going to find out that 10 is not going to be the right number. And the small number is going to be more than 10 to the point where you go, why did everybody say 10? Because they lied to you, wanting you to think it was 10. And when there's 25 or 30, they're going to go, well, that's a small number. Compared to Trump, it hundreds. I've heard people say hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Now I saw reporting today that Trump had around 100 documents. Hundreds implies like 300. Like 300.
0: I thought they had 300 originally. <laughs> I've heard but they 300, now i heard 100. Well, I was thinking like 300, but they determined only about 10 or 12 of them were classified.
1: Here's what what we know from media bias. Okay, Trump's number will go down, and Biden's number will go up. That's what we know. So, in that same vein, an update, not on the document scandal, but as I said, it's kind of like the document scandal. Remember in Fairfax, Virginia, the hoity-toity Thomas Jefferson High School, where the woke principal was keeping mostly Asian students from finding out that they had scored super high on the National Merit Scholar Test, because the superintendent didn't think it would be equitable if a bunch of Asian students got scholarships for being smart, which is the way it's worked since the beginning of scholarship time, okay? Then there were then there were four. There were three more. So there are four total schools in Fairfax, Virginia. Well now there are seven. Yes. The more Attorney General uh, Miarez of Virginia <laughs> looks into this, the more Fairfax County schools they find were doing this same thing. It's now 25% of the 28 Fairfax County high schools in Virginia were keeping kids from knowing, hey, I, I, I really did well on that National Merit Scholar test. And I would have been eligible for a scholarship if only they had told me or told the colleges that I, there's a key word in the title of that program, merited the scholarship. It's not the National Equity Scholarship Program. It's the National Merit Scholarship Program.
0: How do those people sleep at night? Seriously. They sleep
1: very well because they're making the world a better place. That's what they think. They're 100% convinced their racism, their prejudice is okay because Ibram X. Kendi and other egghead knuckleheads say it's okay because Kendi has said the only cure for past racism is more racism now flipped around. That's the whole thrust of his anti-racism nonsense. So you have to take the PSAT to qualify for a National Merit Scholar Award. And these scholarships can be (laughs) worth thousands of dollars. There's also corporate-sponsored and college-sponsored Merit Scholarship Awards and other special scholarships. So these go on and on and on and on because, guess what, it's hard to score high on these tests. The school my kids go to, which is a high-achieving academic school, I think they had four or five kids last year qualify for this you really have to do well and if you do well you should be commended for doing well you should get the scholarship you have coming to you except in Fairfax Virginia if you weren't of an ethnicity or a background that they were happy about you scoring well well then they just happen to lose the results of your test uh here is a quote from Governor Glenn Youngkin who I'm gonna guess he's gonna prioritize this in Virginia because you remember how Glenn Youngkin became governor of Virginia? He was way behind in the polls, way behind Terry McAuliffe, former Clinton hack. Well, he's probably still a Clinton hack, but he's, he's he, he, in another life was a Clinton hack. And Terry McAuliffe at a debate said, I don't think parents, excuse me, I don't think, yeah, he said, I don't think parents ought to be telling teachers what they should teach. Ooh, that did not land well. In Virginia, and all of a sudden, Glenn Youngkin got a lot of votes from a lot of people who said, "No, I think I ought to have input in what my kids are being taught because I don't want them taught CRT, and I don't want them taught social emotional learning. I don't want them taught transgender ideology." And Glenn Youngkin won the governorship in a state where a year earlier, a year earlier, Joe Biden had won Virginia by double figures over Donald Trump. Such was the power of parents prioritizing their kids' education. Here's Glenn Youngkin's quote over the weekend. He says, Having the scholarships denied these students impacts their ability to apply for college, for scholarships, and this idea of a golden ticket, as it is called, that was withheld from them, and it seems to have been withheld from them for the purpose of not wanting to make people feel bad who didn't achieve it. Yes, this is a national phenomenon. Remember the Bronx, New York elementary school principal? who made tickets to Cirque du Soleil available if you got a certain grade. And then, heaven forbid, she held a an awards ceremony and read the names out loud of kids who won, and they're trying to get her fired for making kids, what, feel bad that they didn't measure up. To continue Glenn Youngkin's quote, All of a sudden, we see it spreading around to the rest of Fairfax County. Yeah, all of a sudden, exactly right. He says, the reality is, we have a superintendent in Fairfax schools, and that would be the person who's over all the schools, superintendent of all the schools, who has explicitly stated that her top objective is equal outcomes for all students. In other words, socialism, communism, Marxism, that's what that is. Equal outcomes for all students, not equal opportunity, which, oh, coincidentally, was what Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech was all about. Equal opportunity that people would be looked at by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. What's the superintendent of Fairfax, Virginia doing? Oh, Asian? Another Asian? Oh, come on. Let's give that to a black kid. No, let's give that to a Hispanic kid. I mean, of all days for this story to come to light about the ever-increasing disclosure of racism in Fairfax County, Virginia, to have it happen on Martin Luther King Day is exceedingly distasteful.
0: I've been wondering in recent times, when did it become okay to not be successful, to Mm. not aspire to be successful? Because my dad, mom...
1: My generation, we were we were expected to be the best person we could be. I'm gonna say somewhere between two thousand eight and two thousand twelve. Mm, I'm I'm thinking farther back than that, but I I can't pinpoint it. <clears throat> we started to have this idea on college campuses that you can't say anything that makes me feel bad or that's hateful, that's violence, that's intolerant, that's racist. Mm-hmm. It might be uncomfortable for you to hear it, but it might be true, or at least it's worth debating. We have a free exchange we should have on our college campuses and academia. That's kind of how science develops, is a free exchange of ideas. I think this works. No, I think this works. Well, let's do experiments and see which works, and then let's extrapolate out from those experiments. You You have to have the freedom to discuss controversial ideas. That's how things get better, and that's how bad ideas get defeated, by the way by discussion. But if you don't have a discussion, then your ideas aren't challenged and you can't challenge Ibram X. Kennedy because if you do, you're racist. And that's why I say it goes back to 2000 and I would say 10 because that's about the time Obama started to get really, really uncomfortable with his policies being disparaged in terms of their lack of merit. When the economy didn't respond, when Solyndra went under, when his solar boondoggle was exposed, he hid behind the all-too-convenient excuse that, well, you're saying that about me because I'm black. He ran for office saying, no, that won't have anything to do with it because the mere fact that I am a nominee of one of the two major political parties proves that racism does not exist in America anymore. And I don't think Dr. King would be happy to see the way that frauds like Kendi hide behind racism. Uh, The great civil rights leader, Dr. Martin Luther King, honored today on Martin Luther King Day, would be uh, in excess of 90 years old had he not been assassinated at the age of 39 uh, in the late 1960s. And I believe he would be, unless he had some evolving uh, ideology, I believe he would be uh, very disturbed by some of the things that are being proposed by people who have platforms that he made possible. Uh, He organized marches, uh, nonviolent marches. Uh, He did a lot uh, to further uh, the words in his I Have a Dream speech that people should be looked at for the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. But we have regressed in that department, and it's very obvious we have regressed in that department by a Law that was proposed on January the 9th by Sheila Jackson Lee. Now, Sheila Jackson Lee is a black congresswoman from the state of Texas. And she has introduced for the second time uh, something that she calls the Leading Against White Supremacy Act. Now, uh, in terms of name only, I'm Against White Supremacy Think any thinking, sane, rational person is definitely against white supremacy. It's how white supremacy is defined in her bill where things get more than a little dicey. Uh, she is the only sponsor of this bill, which is heartening, because I would like to think that the other four hundred and thirty-four members of the House of Representatives realize what a stupid, racist bill this is. Although the last time she introduced it, a year ago. It had uh, eight Democratic sponsors. The bill would amend Title 18 of the United States Code to expand the scope of hate crimes to prevent and prosecute white supremacy-inspired hate crimes and conspiracy to commit white supremacy-inspired hate crimes. Okay, still, I'm okay with it. I'm on board. Tell me, Sheila Jackson Lee, the details of your bill. Uh, Her bill would hold you accountable legally, throw you in jail, uh, if one person or two or more people were involved in the planning, preparation, development, or or, or perpetuation of a white supremacy-inspired hate crime. Okay, I'm still okay. This is where I depart, and where anyone with a logical thinking mind departs. The bill also says that if... A person publishes materials advancing white supremacy, white supremacist ideology, or get this last caveat antagonism based on replacement theory. Mm, don't you dare criticize illegal immigration. Antagonism based on replacement theory. Or hate speech that vilifies or is otherwise directed against any non-white person or group. You cannot vilify any non-white person or group. So if C.J. Stroud gets criticized in the aftermath of a second straight loss to Michigan and the nut jobs come out, saying, ah, you're a choker, you're a loser, you can't beat Michigan, you won't go down in history as one of the greatest Ohio State quarterbacks. And all that kind of stuff was said because people are unhinged when Ohio State loses to Michigan in football. By the letter of this bill, if they wanted to, and do you want to have, if they wanted to, be all that's separating you from being locked up? I don't. Under this bill, the Department of Justice has the authority to enforce, monitor, and report on anything you post on social media if it vilifies or otherwise criticizes any non-white person or group. The oddity of this is you can't post about replacement theory. Replacement theory is the idea that all the illegal immigrants coming across the border— will be so thankful for all the freebies of government programs and they're getting a stay in hotels and they're being fed and they're being flown to, what city do you want to go to? Oh, New York? Okay. Chicago? Okay. That if they're thankful for that and they would happen to express their gratitude by becoming citizens and voting for the people who make those programs possible, and the people who make those programs possible are decidedly Democrats, that the immigrants would be replacing, which is to say outnumbering, those in the electorate who are predisposed to vote against people who continue to make handouts a normal expenditure covered by hardworking Americans' tax dollars. This... Replacement Theory was openly tr- openly celebrated by the Democratic Party after Obama's win in 2008. They had numerous Democratic politicians and commentators go on TV and say, Ah, look at this. Look at this coalition we put together. We got working class Americans, which they've since lost. We've got blacks. We've got Hispanics. And we got all these people coming across into our country and they Republicans will never win another presidential election. You remember hearing that? Democrats said it openly. Now, if you refer to their words and say, "Ah, I'm not so crazy about that replacement theory idea. Now they're trying to criminalize it. As evidenced by this stupid piece of legislation from Sheila Jackson Lee. Would I be allowed to go on social media? Would anybody be allowed to go on social media and point out that Patrice Cullors has multiple multi-million dollar luxury homes in L.A. as one of the top grifters at Black Lives Matter? Would you be allowed to do a financial expose on Black Lives Matter? Or would that be considered hate speech that vilifies or otherwise directed against any non-white person or group? Sure sounds to me like it could fall into that category. Now, what would be the right way to deal with this piece of legislation? I think the right way to deal with this piece of legislation is Kevin McCarthy ought to bring it up on the floor of the House and vote on it. Because I would like to see how many Democrats would vote for that. Imagine their dilemma. If you vote against it, you are failing the intersectionality test. right? You would lose your woke bona fides. And if you voted for it, there are a lot of U.S. citizens who have become U.S. citizens in the legal way who would look at that and think, you must be a lunatic to vote for a bill like that. So I hope uh, Speaker McCarthy takes Sheila Jackson Lee up on this. Let her get up there and argue the merits of this bill because she will look like the buffoon that she is. It's a good thing I said that before this bill became law, or I would be in the crosshairs of (laughs) Sheila Jackson Lee. (laughs) Oh, hour number two Bruce Hooley Show continues. Next.